Now, according to the PWC Strategy 2022 Open Banking and Payment Survey, cash remains the most dominant payment type on the African continent. The survey is a biannual study of consumers' payments and open banking preferences, and PWC Africa participated in the study. Now, respondents were interviewed across three key African economies, namely South Africa, Kenya, and Nigeria. These countries were chosen as they represent the largest economies across the area. Chantal Maritz, PwC Africa Payments Transformation Lead, says the results highlight the lack of very digital payment acceptance mediums and infrastructure across all African, all three African countries. Chantal joins us now with further details on the survey's findings. Chantal, good afternoon. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right, so, you know, Chantal, perhaps this is a question about financial inclusion, uh, but we are speaking about Kenya and South Africa um, and Nigeria. These are not homogenous economies, but well-developed, but cash is still king. So let's talk about, you know, why that is still the case. That is a very good question because everyone sits and thinks, you know, we're living in digital economies, very developed infrastructure, very developed countries. So what is the problem? Now, you need to break it down a little bit more. And when you look at the countries, you need to look at the urban areas, you need to look at peri-urban and then at the rural areas. So when you break it down, cash is dominant, although the other digital methods are accepted, debit card comes in, the non-bank wallets come in, and credit cards also come in. And and typically, if you look at it, areas like in Kenya, obviously Mpesa is very popular. And if you think 30 million users in Kenya alone is a great number, but why is cash still dominant? And, and these are things like poor network coverage. If you also think about financial education, and one of the major factors also that comes into to play is the merchant's education. It is very expensive for cash accept, um, for other alternative digital acceptance methods, swiping cards and acceptance of that. So that also plays a dominant factor for other acceptance methods. Also, then let's talk about maybe, uh, you know, financial inclusion um, and access. Is this also, you know, an issue? The fact that, for instance, um, you know, banking infrastructure is not readily available to many people in peri-urban and rural areas, for instance, um, or, you know, connectivity being an issue. And therefore, people just keep their cash on them because they wouldn't know where else to put it. It might have not even, you know, f arrived at their, at their, to their doorstep, the ability to bank their money and then to use electronic methods or digital methods of payments. Mm. So an interesting statistic, if you look at South Africa, 84% of the population is actually banked. So you sit and think, well, you know, with such a banked population, how have we not addressed financial inclusion? Mm. Now, interestingly, every, well, when you look at the data further, a lot of people actually withdraw their cash out of the banking system. And then, as you mentioned, then transact in cash. Mm. And it comes to the infrastructure. I think the banking community has done great things in trying to reach to those communities. But if you look at 
other countries like India and Thailand and what they've done in those territories is there's been massive infrastructure projects reaching out to those communities. And as can be seen in the study, one of the, the initiatives is going beyond bricks and mortar. It's actually using mobile devices. So you need to think beyond traditional banking methods and using mobile devices. Our population actually has, there's more cell phone subscriptions than from a population perspective, bringing banking onto your mobile device. And that's what they have done through various methods like instant payments, for example. Also then keen to find out about transport. I know a, a lot of people in the African, on the African continent spend money on transport. And this, for instance, in South Africa, we can just look at many bus taxis. That's a completely cash system. <laughs> so let's talk about also maybe where, uh, how where consumers spend their money might be influencing their relationship with cash versus digital payments. It's exactly that. It's those factors that come into play. So it's the fact that in order to use the digital payments, they actually have to pay to get to the ATM, to withdraw it. So all of those factors, you actually have to unlock the SMME market to make that digital acceptance seamless. People mustn't know about it. So, so that is what needs to enable the communities. And this is what will take it to that next step further. And Chantal, when you carried out the survey and you saw the results, was there anything about trust? Is there still, you know, a part of a population that just doesn't trust all of this technology, all of this, you know, money that is moving around that isn't hardcore cash? This is the fundamental factor because we as Africans, when we look at the communities and where our trust sits, it's interesting to see a lot of the trust still sits with the banks. But when you look at how things move, they are actually starting to trust telcos, MNOs, so your mobile service providers and your big tech companies. The fundamental factor still sits with the banking sector. However, because there are alternative methods being offered in retail stores, South Africa is actually seen as we trust the retailers, we're mm -hmm. starting to trust the banks. I mean, starting to, they trust the banks, mm -hmm. starting to trust um, MNOs and big tech companies. But I do think it's important to look at what other methods can also be offered. And that is where these factors need to be taken into consideration. People are starting to trust the mobile device. What more can we do to offer that and reach out to wider communities? But the important factor to take into consideration is this is an ecosystem play. This is what open banking is all about. What additional banking services can be provided by leveraging APIs and open banking and enabling this ecosystem but it's about trust it's about enabling this in a sensible and reasonable manner and then before i let you go also want to find out about access to credits and how that also might be driving behavior where cash is concerned that people who um, prefer to live a, a, a cash life aren't really trying to access credit. But once you start to want to access credit, then there's incentive for you to really access, you know, banking and possibly the telcos and MNOs. Yes, this buy now, pay later is a massive trend. And if you see globally, it has actually hit 
incredible heights and the growth globally is about 26%. Locally, well, if you think from an Africa perspective and South Africa, we do project that it would grow about 35% per annum. However, we haven't reached that growth projection yet because we don't have the fundamentals in place yet. People haven't adopted online payments. With COVID, there was an adoption and there has been a growth projection. However, people haven't adopted it as yet because they're still getting used to this digital world. They're not used to buying on credit as yet. Mm. So I do see this as one of the trends that is going to be adopted and we must watch this space. Well, certainly will do, Chantal. Thank you so much for these insights and a great chat um, this afternoon. That was Chantal Moritz, PWC Africa's Payment Transformation Leader.